what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 66, volume 4 of America's fastest growing podcast about absolutely nothing. It's Big Fan. I am Chad East and I'm a big fan of the new iPhones having way many more water resistant features. The new pumpkin spice oodles of noodles ramen. Oh my God. And last but not least, the week of fantasy football draft season where cheat sheets print in the thousands, where vodka and fireball flow like the Nile, and where dreams go to be crushed just like Hank's overheads. <laughs> My name's Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of burning the midnight oil with multiple drafts with people who pick two rounds and forget to turn on auto draft. Actually, I'm not a big fan of those people. Coming home to 12-year-old explosive classes and explaining to my rising sixth grader the pride of wearing your school's uniform across your chest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, speaking of pride of school, school starts next week, Hank. It does. Yes. and so Monday. Monday, your son starts... Middle school. Yeah. Big transition from elementary to middle school. So what is he saying about it? Is he excited? The kids are going back, you know, tentatively five days, real school. Is he pumped? I was, he's pumped. I, I caught him the other day doing some uh, some math. What, pra- he was yeah, getting like, ready? He was like, oh, he was, wow. he was like uh, in the kitchen. No, he was in the kitchen. I was like, what's going on? He was like, I hear. So there's a really good, uh, there's multiple good math teachers, but there's a person at Grandview that we've heard that is really good math teacher. Yes. And um, uh, he is also coaching soccer. And he kind of indirectly told Harris that he might have him. So Harris got a little nervous <laughs> because he's a really good but hard teacher. Right. And so Harris has decided that maybe he needs to sit down just 10, 15 minutes sure. and maybe pull out some long division, maybe look at, you know, some things that he had been looking at. So um, he's excited, though. You know, it's so funny, like the things that kids like, like grab onto. Like for two days, he's like, Dad, you know, we're going to have lockers. We're going to have <laughs> lockers. So I'm not going to have to carry everything. So my backpack probably won't be that heavy. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it's uh, so I mean, he's, he's pretty excited. But I think he's excited also about like, you know, when you're in fifth grade, you know, that school is filled with babies, you know, kindergartners, yeah. stuff like that. I think he's ready to get on to, to you know. Bigger and better. Bigger and better At the middle things. school, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, no yeah. more playground time. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're going out here to physical education, and we're going to pump iron, and we're going to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. You know? And hopefully, you know, and, 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 you know, the good thing is, is that there's kids that he knows or knows, like, he knows Lucy Rose, but probably hadn't doesn't know her that well but you know it's good it's sam bridges and all those kids so i think it's it's going to be good because it's a different group of people that you know he didn't go to grandview sure and so he's going to meet i mean he didn't go to oakwood, oakwood so yeah. he's going to meet oakwood kids he's going to you know so it'll be good yeah it's very exciting my daughter starting seventh grade and my oldest daughter junior year junior in junior year so she got her schedule think how different this is than when we went to, we went to school so her first year our first class is at CVCC, right? But you don't even go to your first class. You can log on 
whenever you want to. So first period, you don't really even go. It's not at the high school. It's, it's at CBCC, but it's online, online learning where there's no instructor. It's just assignments. Can I ask you a question? Yes. How well would you do with this schedule? I'm not very well because I have to be, you know, I've got to, to get good grades and all this stuff, I have to be there. Like if it, if it was up to me to make sure I wake up for a teacher who wasn't there, to get instructions for the class that I could get at 6 p.m. instead of 7.15, you know. You're sleeping in. I, I'm not going to get up. Yeah. 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 Right. But Olivia will. She's very studious. Yeah, Olivia yes. will. But that, yeah. that's what I'm talking about is like, are we ready are kids ready for that kind of schedule? Are most kids? Your kid is, and but are I most would, kids? I would say the majority of them, if they do this type of curriculum where it is online classes mixed in with the real live stuff at the high school, say some kids go to LR the whole time. Some kids go to CVCC the whole time. Sometimes you mix and match. Yeah, so it's a whole different world. Like for lunch, they have a study hall. Did, did you have study hall at high school? Uh, I, I was a, a guidance counselor helper. Okay. So it's. It wasn't a study hall, but we studied yeah, because they didn't have very many things for me to do. I don't us re- remember us being able to leave the school to go to lunch, right? And then no. come back. They can leave the school and go for their study hall, do whatever, but come back for fourth period. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, ridiculous. I would we come, maybe we wouldn't come back to school if we left. Who knows? Certainly but. not sober. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, yes, right? I mean, true, yeah, next true. thing you know, you'd be in the middle of a pickup basketball game. Right. And you're like, we're not breaking we off. We can't leave. Come yeah, on, it's you time won right one, now. We won one. Yes, it's, we let's get, run it back. We got to run, run it back. back. Exactly. English class can wait. So yes. anyway, it's just a whole different world. But the majority of the kids that I speak to, it seems that they're a lot more driven. I don't know to succeed intellectually than my buddies did. I don't know. It's weird. Well, yeah, you know, it's so funny. And I I won't say it for our parents because, you know, our parents. But you would think that in the 70s when our parents went to high school, they looked at us and they're like, man, you guys are putting in far (laughs) more work than we ever did. You're busting your tail. I'm proud of you. It's probably generational. Generationally, yes. But another thing, I think also there's a lot of pressure. There was pressure on us to go to a school and all this stuff. But it was a little easier to get into colleges and universities what i remember to, compared to what it is now you know how hard it is to I, get into nc state it i wouldn't be able to get in I'm, know? that's what i'm saying and yes. i'm not taking anything away from nc state but from right. when i graduated right. going to nc state till now i mean it's tough yeah they still let anybody in at elon though I heard. <laughs> <laughs> is that right anybody can get in at elon. I think Hunter Carell could probably get into Elon, and oh, he Hunter's couldn't. a smart guy. Oh, Don't he's put brilliant. him on there. He's brilliant. Don't but put him out, out like of that. 212 kids in our class, he was 206. <laughs> Don't put All him right? out like that, Hunter. But he's street smart. Hunter, the you boy go is, get it, boy. The boy is street smart. I love him to death. Hunter, I hope you're listening. But anyway, yeah, so anyway, exciting things happening. School right around the corner. You mentioned something before we got here today about college yeah. You, yes. Tell me a little bit about what you wanted to go. So the last this whole- week and a half, my sister came down here with my niece, who is a senior this year, and she's looking at schools. Yep. Now they live in Boston, and some of the schools she's looking at is Syracuse. She looked at George Washington. Um, she looked at, at some other schools up there, but she also came down here to look at Charleston, South Carolina, Clemson, mm-hmm. NC State, and Elon. And so. When they went and looked at the South Carolina schools, they just kind of did their own thing. And then when they came back through Hickory, we went to Elon, and I told them I'd meet them there. They were taking a tour, but I said, let me take you on like my version of the tour. Sure. And so 
we were we're not that far from school. I don't feel like. I mean, we are, but you know, you know. age wise we are, <laughs> but the way we feel inside, we're not. Right. Yes. And I stepped on that campus, and they have more new buildings from the time that I left than they had buildings when I was there. Right. I mean, it's a different school. Yes. Like you said, Growing. it's different SAT, different curricula, different things that need to be done to get in there. And I think it's interesting because you're not that far from it. I mean, you're a year away. Yes. Olivia I mean, will be going to school. She's a junior, so within two years. Yeah, you're gone. a year away. Yeah. And the idea of going out and looking at these schools and thinking of them differently, because I can tell you right now, when I walked on Elon's campus specifically, I remember a lot of bad stuff going down and a lot of different corners of that campus. And I thought, you're not living over there. Right. You are not going to parties over there. And um, I think it's all changed because, not changed specifically, but I think that the school and the the idea behind looking at these schools are a lot different. And I cannot wait till you have to go down. Yes. Yeah. And I can't wait for the first parent weekend when you start dancing <laughs> And Olivia sees you take your shirt off, and uh, she's gonna. You know what the funny thing oh, is? Is Oli- Olivia will hear "Bye Bye Bye" come on, and she'll be like, "No!" Turn it! She'll reach over to the DJ stand and knock it, knock his head off the the needle or whatever. Yes, I can envision it too. But I won't embarrass them. I promise. When they get to college and the songs come on, and I feel like dancing, I promise you, I won't take my shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know I will. Um, but anyway, that is exciting. So some of our friends are doing the college tours. Yes, um, I hear there's – well, one in particular has been to all around the southeast and really settled what he thought the best school in the southeast was. It was NC State University. So, I mean, he went everywhere in the south. You know, I think he even might have gone up north and visited Harvard and Princeton. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, NC State was the best university for him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that that's a far stretch <laughs> for your alma mater. But I, I, uh, I, I'll take you by your word yeah. on that one. So, what did your uh, niece think? She, I, is Elon like it's in her on the radar? House? I think yeah. it's one or two. The other one that she likes is Clemson. I don't know how you like Clemson and Elon. They're two different schools. It's like like in small Mayberry and then you know New York City. I mean, it's just two different. It's two different things. But um, the cool thing is what when they walk on campus, you know, eighteen year old, seventeen year old minds are swayed somewhat yes. easily, sure. right? Sure, and. You know, I I thought about it when she left on that tour. I thought about how important those tour guides are. You know, you get an hour with these families, an right. hour and a half with these families. They got to be salespeople. They have you know, to. They got to sell this school. And yes. what's their, you know, what's their incentive? What is their incentive? It's not a product that they have, but right. I can tell you right now, the guy that my sister and my niece had, my sister came away with it and she was like, he was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. If she goes, it's because of the job he did. Wow. And I thought of the pressure that that must have, like as a school administrator, when you're interviewing, you're like, this cat isn't going to do it. Right. This one isn't going to do it. I need a salesman. I need a smiling, energetic person that's going to really make these feel people feel at home, like they belong here. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah, you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what exactly what it is. Yeah. That's well, exactly what it is. Well, good luck with her decisions. Uh, you know, I'm sure she'll make the right choice. I was thinking I, I, we had a great weekend this past weekend. We went up to Beach Mountain and saw this band called the Tedeschi Trucks Band. And on our way up, I rode with a friend of ours, and we are talking about, you know, I don't know why we were talking about, you know, you, 
going to school. I guess we felt rejuvenated. We were passing Appalachian State University. That's what it was. And I said, do you remember your first day on campus? And we were going down memory lane on how we had to make the decision on where we wanted to go to school. You know, this guy only had maybe two options where I had maybe 10. You know, a lot of schools wanted me hanging. <laughs> Lots of schools. <laughs> But anyway, I make my decision to go to NC State, and my dad, I may have told you this story. He is, he's a military guy, so we always have to be first in everything. Boom, first in line. If it opens at 8, you're there at 6. I told you this? No. Yes. So anyway, opening day to be, get on campus for freshmen was, let's say, it was a Thursday at 8 p.m. Well, we leave Hickory at 3 o'clock in the morning. We are at the dorm at 6 a.m., you know? Yeah. We can't get in there till 8. Dad, what are we going to do? He's like, son proud of you get your stuff out of the car put it on the stoop We're i gotta going go home. i gotta We're go home. home i gotta go home and i was like seriously and he's like yeah you got this don't worry about it you got this so and i'm exaggerating a little bit it might have been like right before the doors open but what i just tried i was trying to remember exactly how i felt like i'm sitting on the stoop there goes my dad my mom didn't come <laughs> i'm here by myself i'm looking around there's no ras there's nobody and the door's locked i'm like what in the heck uh, so anyway, I was just thinking to myself, this is it, man. Yeah. Now it's on you. Your mom and dad have raised you this far. They've given you a chance to get a really good education. And now it's up to you, young man. Buck up. Let's go. And so I'll never forget sitting on that stoop. And then the door opened at 8, bring my stuff in, boom, boom, boom. Granted, so the night before, my mom and dad, they did they stayed. We stayed at this little hotel, and they we went out to eat and all this stuff. So we shared our memories, and then it was time. My dad knew it was, it's time. Let's go. Let's go. Get on with it. And so, sure enough, that's what we did. And this is a really great story. I wasn't, I didn't decide to go to NC State till the last minute. I was going to go to Virginia Tech. And Stephen Sparks and I were going to room. And the last second, I changed my mind, and so I got stuck in this Furthest from the where the freshmen are is called East Campus Becton Dorm. So typically in Becton Dorm, it's 21 or older people that have decided they want to still live in a dorm and finish their senior year. You know, we're so most cool students, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the cool, the all the cool the, kids the, the that are 21 cool. that want to yes. live on campus. The coolest of the cool. And got turned down to be an RA. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sitting there and, you know, I just see. 21-year-old or 21-year-old rolling down the dorm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But it's nuts. Still sit outside, you know, just, I don't know, just thinking. I've already moved all my stuff in. And I see a friend of mine who I was friends with since five years old, Charlie Norman. I see him walking down the stairs to the same dorm. And I was like, Chuck, Chuck, are you living here? And he's like, yes. I mean, because remember, it only takes one person. Oh, yeah. You just got to know one person, and then you feel you can conquer the world. But he was living. It happened to be four, because he did the same thing. He decided to come at the very last minute. Four rooms down the hall, same hall as me. The dude I've known since five years old. Isn't that wild? It is wild. That, that picture you painted for me kind of made me think of like... Lambda, Lambda, Lambdas, uh, yeah. who uh, came, uh, their recruiting class was living in that dorm. It was like you and Booger and Wormsley and all those guys living in that. Boindexter. Boindexter. I mean, it basically was very, very similar. But the real cool thing, so my roommate, so I'm at, you know, I'm at Raleigh three days, four days even, maybe five days before classes even start. My roommate 
doesn't come until the night before classes start. And he comes in the middle of the night. It's 12.30 p.m. My first class is at 8 a.m. the next day. And I hear him moving in. And so I'm pretending like I'm asleep. You know, I get, it's pitch dark. I got class the next day. So I don't introduce myself or anything. He puts his stuff down and he jumps in the bed. Top, We have two bunks. He's top bed. I get, I leave to go to class. I come back and he's there. He's 22 years old. His name is Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. He's from Statesville. His uncle is Randy Travis. Wow. Yes. And so he's the shyest guy that you could ever meet. But the greatest thing about my first semester in Raleigh and at NC State is so this shy guy who's probably not, he didn't have many friends, but he was 21. And I was 18. <laughs> and so I was like, and I'm, I'm going to be friendly to anybody, you know? And so I, we start talking. I bring, you know, a conversation out of him, which I'm, I'm, he's not used to talking. And I make this dude talk to me, and we become fast friends. It's just amazing. So this real quiet guy and this young, loudmouth dude, we bond. I mean, instantly. You Do know? you want to start a business with me, Jim? And it's selling alcohol to minors. <laughs> Do you want to start a business? It's real easy, Jim. You take this $15 and go to the convenience store, bring me 12-pack Beast Light right now. Anyway, he was he was awesome. So he actually, I didn't have a car, and so he would drive me around. And then what I'd do is I'd share, I'd say, Jim, I'm going to this party. Come with me. And we'd go to parties. And so that's how we bonded. Nice. Yeah, first nice. I, first my, my drop-off experience was kind of the same but different just yeah. a little bit. My mom and dad... We're going with they. They're going to go with me that day, and it was all right. We got to be there by eight or whatever, right. right? So at seven o'clock, I'm up getting stuff ready. My dad's trying to like finish work. He's my mom's messing around. Right. Nine, ten. You're like, starting to get. Come I'm on. like, come on. Let's go. My dad's like, we'll go. We'll meet up with you. No kidding. Right. Yeah. So I take off, and my mom and dad. We don't have cell phones at this point. Right. So I tell them what dorm, where it's at. I show up. I get everything in my room. I'm sweating my butt off, <laughs> yes. right? Move everything in, get in the dorm, put my stuff away. Right when I'm done, I get up, I start walking out of the door. My mom and dad walk in. Right when I'm done. <laughs> works, right when I'm done. My mom's like, well, let me help you make your bed. And so she, she makes my bed. And then they're like, well, let's go eat lunch. Yeah. So we go eat lunch. And then they're like, peace. Out. We're out. Yes. And so uh, it was that same kind of thing. But... You know, the funny thing about my roommate, I didn't know my roommate, mm-hmm. and his name was Derek Nelson, okay? okay? He's from Chicago, plays football, okay? I don't know anything about this guy. Right. So what do I do to try to figure out when I go into the room? I grab his CDs, right? I'm music. like, what kind, what kind of music does this guy like? Right. What am I going to do? So he's got Randy Travis. He's got... Um, like, uh, what else did he have? He had like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. He had like NWA. He had he had every a beast. Of I was like, this tells me nothing. This tells me nothing. Right. Well, we end up going um, to lunch. And then we're walking around campus. We come back. I meet him, and it's kind of like you, fast friends. Yes. Two different worlds. Really tight. We lived together for two years. But it's kind of funny. Like I think it's better as a young person going into college not having the security blanket of your buddies. I agree with that. So I would not as your roommate, right? To have one of them that's close, like down the hall or down somewhere on campus, where you could just at least say, 
You could call them and say, hey, man, let's just go grab lunch when you're, this huge world is so new to you. Just to have somebody that reminds you of home, to me, that meant a lot to me. I had somebody that I could grab grab onto that still made me feel like it's hickory. Right. You know? So. Yeah, and, and maybe that was what happened with the baseball team for me because right when you got there, the second day we were on campus, we had practice. Okay. And so you immediately meet the 15 freshmen that you're coming in with, and those are your boys, and that you're right. standing in line for classes together, and you're, you're, you know, you're talking about, hey, we all got to do this at 8 o'clock because we all got to be out to the field, and then you're meeting the sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So you immediately get this class. I know you weren't an athlete, and you can't <laughs> relate to this, but, but I think that that's, that's kind of what you're – because I was the only one for my graduating class that went to Elon. I was gonna, that's what I was asking you if there were any other people from Hickory older than you. They were, they were there, though, right? Tori Plasman yes, was Tori. there. She was a year older than me. Right. Um, and then um, Brian Bogle okay, yes. was he like mm-hmm. two years older than me. Right. And then Ashley Lala was yes. three years older than me. Okay. And then we had a, another gentleman that was four years older than me that was supposed to be graduated. But you just see him pop up every once in a while. It was Billy Julian. You remember oh, yeah. Billy? Of course I do. So you just what see. Would you, where would he pop up? Like at the frat party yeah. here? You know, yeah. What's up, Like Billy? he'd be an old, like his old fraternity and you wouldn't see him. You'd see him on the back deck. Right. You know, and he'd be with like some twenty-six-year-old, you know, woman that he melted like belts or something like that. He wouldn't be dating some co-ed, you know. You didn't. She'd be there with like, a, she'd have a timer that she had to go back and pull out a casserole at her house. So you know, Billy, Billy had his own game, and I appreciated it because Billy always hooked me up with, uh, you know, if I needed a beer or something like that right. at a party. But right. you know, those are the only people that I knew. Oh, that's a trip, man. Yeah, the good old days, the good old days. Well, that takes me back to where the story story started. So we were coming up the mountain, saw the Appalachian State University, all the people walking around, getting ready for class, on our way to see the Tedeschi Trucks Band. This was last Saturday. Hank, so we get up there, the forecast. It's an outdoor venue. Ah, Moose, you might know this. I, to me, it seemed like there were only maybe 500, 750 people there. I don't know how big the venue was, but it was the forecast was rain. Rain, 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 rain. So at Banner Elk that day, two inches of rain had fallen. In Boone, it rained all day, pouring down rain. So we're at the top of the mountain, Beach Mountain, and we're just waiting. Where's the rain coming? The show starts at 7. When's the rain coming? When's the rain coming? The skies look ominous. You're just waiting for the the, the sky to oh, 400? No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, it's it's not that big. It's a very quaint venue. So we get there, Hank, and we walk from our friend, the Ronies, who hosted us that weekend and just had a blast. We went to this place called the Sky Bar, which is at the top of Beach Mountain, had a beer. We hiked back down. We ate a nice dinner, and then we went to the venue. And, you again, we're waiting for the sky just to open up and rain just to pour on us, but it never happens. The one weird thing is we – they. They put you in pods. for So for outdoor concerts now, it's a pod. You have to buy tickets in sixes. And then they, because of COVID and social distancing, they kind of line you off with like little sticks, 10 by 10 squares. They tape it off and you say, and they say you're in J3 or L7 and T4, A5, whatever. And so we were in L6. And so L6, it was like middle, you know, because L of the alphabet. And it's six. So you're thinking, oh, it's right in front of the stage. So we go to l Six and like at E six seven eight, there's this huge tent production studio stuff. So this huge tent oh. is right in front of us, and we go L one, L two, L three, L four. Then it skips to L eight. There is no L six, and so we get there a little late, and so we're looking around. 
sit down. Like there's people behind us like, find your seats. Like, F you. But anyway, so there are no seats. We have no pod. There is nothing labeled L6. So I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do? And so we're at a group of six of us. My wife is with us and some other friends, Andy's wife, Laurie. And uh, so Andy walks over to talk to the guys like, hey, man, we bought these seats. There is no pod. And he was like, no problem. Y'all can just go way over there and stand in the gravel parking lot. And we were like, what? And so raised a little bit of heck. But fortunately, there were a couple pods that people didn't show up for. So we would just sit in it. And when people would show, we'd have to get up and move kind of like uh, – you know, at a baseball game when yeah. you're sitting in other people's yeah, yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, this is sucks. not good. And it so, was sold out for sure. Yes, and it was sold out. So we're, we moved to the side and we see some other Hickory people. And so we start shooting the bull and, and we're kind of us, this, like to the side where there are no pods where you can kind of hang out if you wanted to. And uh, <clears throat> so we got there a little late. So the first set ended. And we're like, God, well, this is – and so the sun is still up. It's not even nighttime yet. Yeah. And so it was, it was so funky. So we went to go get a beer, and the, the sun finally goes down. It starts cooling off, and we're walking back to where we thought, you know, L6, where there is no pod, but where we thought we might find some other Hickory folks. And Jennifer's friend from high school, who was her best friend, who was married to the tour manager of the band for 12 years – is standing in front of that tent that I was telling you, the big tent. And she says, Jennifer, Jennifer. So we look over. She's like, come over here. And so we took our crew and got in the big tent. Got right. So literally, Hank, I'm not kidding you. I could take a water bottle. This is how close we are. And literally like toss it to be on the stage of the band. That's how close we are right now. And so the sun is down. The night is upon us. The rain is dissipated there is no rain and now we're standing in the prime most location in the entire place that second set the most phenomenal of all time just if you can imagine being in front of a band that you love with people that you love and you're that close in that small venue don't get much better than that so anyway that's how the night ended we almost had the opportunity, but because of COVID, we did not want to press our luck to go backstage and meet the band because they cool. was the tour manager yeah. for 12 years. We, they went back there, and they were like, Let, nah, the band's probably uncomfortable with people coming back there. So we were like, no sweat. Don't, don't, we, we've had a wonderful time. Yeah. And then we just walked back to the place, and pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome weekend. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds yeah. like I actually have seen video of – or not video, just like snippets on social media of your evening. It looks like it was fun. It, Good people, yes. um, plenty of uh, flowing uh, beverages. Um, I heard some of our friends uh, felt better than others, which is good, especially the next morning. The yeah. next morning, you were supposed to play golf, correct? Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't really work out, but of course it did. <laughs> I was I was up to playing golf, but anyway, long story short, we weren't able to. But we some of us stayed and continued the journey. You know, we ate breakfast and maybe bloody continued Mary. Continued the journey. That's continued a good the one. journey. Yes, went into the pool. Maybe watched people play pickleball and tennis. Where others got in their car immediately and vomited on the way home and got back to the house. So okay. anyway, you know. Great time had ball. Oh, that's good. That sounds like it was a good time. And yes. did, did you feel, you know, I, I've always wondered this, and we've talked about this. Is like you go into a a venue like that, and three years ago, the the more crowded the better, kind of like you know, the more energy the better, you know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or as long as you know you, it feels safe and stuff like that. Now there's that concern. And did you feel pretty good? Did you feel like the pods were necessary? Did you feel like it was well done? I thought it was very very well done. The pods are necessary just to make you feel 
like you want to be there. Like I feel like if it was any like, like if it was more compact and more people there, I know my Jennifer would not have. She would have said, "Nah, I don't feel good in here." And you know, so we wouldn't have gone. But because of the way they set it up, it was outside. You're spaced out very, very well, and I felt very safe. Not the lines for beer, line for the ported johns, all that stuff. There just weren't that many. Even though it was sold out, it didn't seem like there was that many people there, if you can feel what I'm saying, because it was spaced out very nicely. Right, right. Yeah. So, and they have another big concert up there this weekend, Green Sky. Yes, Saturday and Sunday. So, I'm sure that it'll be another good weekend. That's good Mountain. that they're able to have those out there. And I don't know if, did Beach always have this venue before? I mean, was this a music venue? It's for, relatively new. I think right. they've been having concerts like this for the last maybe three to five years, maybe something like so that. Not so, COVID driven. No. Yeah, they had it before COVID as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Cool. So, can I tell you about my weekend before? Because we've been on Please a couple of weekend hiatus from or a week hiatus from the show. So the week before, a group of us went up to Asheville and we got on tubes and went down the French Broad, right? Yep. yep. And so Is Zen tubing. Zen tubing. You know of Zen? I know of Zen. Yes. Yeah, so we do this one every year. And this one it happened to be two weeks ago. And the water, I don't know if you remember two weeks ago, it was like very hot. Do you remember the I do. temperature? It was way, way hot. So it was perfect you know the water's very cool and we got on the tubes and we've learned our lesson before we would before when we disem we left the little spot where you they drop you off we would go one at a time on the tubes and we just try to hook up as we go on but you know it might take us 20 minutes before we get the whole group hooked up because there's 10 of us right so this time we all locked up got coolers the cooler floats in the middle and then we disembarked at the same time one of our friends created this playlist of 193 songs. We had the speaker. We had the beer. We had everything we needed. We cruised down. It's a beautiful day. Just singing, having a ball. So the girl that can – normally I'm in charge of the music. You know what I'm saying? I know you like to keep that. I like so. You like – like, is this all adults? Or all is this adults. No kids? No kids. All adults. This is a Saturday. This is a Saturday. Early Saturday you Early. get up there? So we left at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're – Tubing at 11. Okay. Yep. And it's a four-hour tube. Yes, three and a half hour, four hours, let's say. Gotcha. So we're having a ball. We're about an hour and a half in. The speaker's going. Everything is going right. And so she's playing her playlist. She's got her iPhone sitting on her chest, you know, playing, Uh you know. She takes it out of the little waterproof thing, hits another couple. Everybody's just feeling relaxed. Places it back on her chest because the sun was beaming and she had a towel over her chest, you know. And we all did because it was the sun was just beaming on us well she takes the towel not thinking that the phone's right here and flips it like this to cool off well the phone flips behind her into the french broad river oh wow our tube is still moving forward and so she says calm as everything she says guys i just flipped my phone into the water and we're like what because i didn't notice that the speaker had quit working you know because we're dancing and it quit working and nobody noticed that she had flipped it well anyway the group that we're with we've moved about 50 yards where the phone had, had gone in and so we stop we try to stop and hold ourselves in the current not doing very good and in my mind i was like there's no way we're going to find this phone i mean this is this is impossible right all of a sudden we're all, we stopped, we're looking around, and gentleman we were with, Curtis Bullock, who's a Hickory legend, 
literally does like this, Hank. He looks to his side and puts his hand in the water, really without even looking in the water like this. Pulls out the phone and holds it above his head. He said, I got it. I got Can it. Can you imagine this? We for the So we were all like just mesmerized, baffled by this gentleman's sense of whatever it is, but he did it. He's the gold medal champion. We kept calling him the gold because the Olympics were going on at yeah. this time, the gold medal winner. But now that it's out of the water, will it work? So she did not put it back in no, it, the bag. No, it is not in the bag. It just flew over her head into the water. And this is a brand new iPhone 12. Yes, brand new. So he grabs it, pulls it out, holds it up. She takes it, dries it off a little bit, and we're all like on pins and needles. Will the music come back on? Please let the music come back on. And so she pushes a couple of buttons. Boom, speaker, lights right back up. Amazing. I'm amazing. Amazing. So that's why I mentioned that in my intro that right. iPhone technology, they're a little bit more water resistant than they used to be. Remember before, like if you drop it in the toilet, like many times I'd be peeing, looking at my phone, it drops in the toilet, I pull it right back out. It ain't she working. Done. It's gone. So, now, this thing floated in the French broad for at least 25, 30, maybe even minute. And yeah. we got it out. That's crazy. crazy. So does that encourage you to trade in your iPhone 5? I have, a, I have, an 11. I have 11 now. Thank do you. you. Think, do you think the 11 is going to be at the same capacity I as that 12? I think it will. Okay. Yes, I just yes. want to know. It, it yes. looks kind of weak over there. <laughs> it looks, it's, it's seen better days, yeah. but you know. Your phone looks a little weak it's, over it's, there. It's hanging in there. But okay. anyway, it was, that was a great trip. So we get down the river. Um, go eat white duck taco. You ever yeah, been oh, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love white duck. Fantastic spot. And then back to Hickory for a little late-night cruise on the water after we got back from Asheville. So it was a solid, solid Saturday. Two solid Saturdays in a row for the East family. And I guarantee you one thing, you're going to have a solid Saturday this Saturday, my friend. And why would that be, Hank? Because it is fantasy football season, and we do our draft on the fantasy football. And do you know that – let me tell you a little secret that I got going on here, okay? Not a secret. This is a a pro tip, okay? This is Hank Geimer pro tip, all right? (laughs) Everybody that plays fantasy, go ahead and listen to this, okay? When we decided to do this, I found out the date, right? And you're like me. You, you'll talk after we do our, our meeting, our summer meeting. We find out the date. I go home. I tell Reagan, hey, we had a good time, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about doing the fantasy thing. It's going to be this date. She's yep. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That night, I walked into the kitchen. I grabbed her phone. And I put on the calendar, fantasy. Yes. Fantasy draft, okay? And what did I do? Usually draft starts at six, mm-hmm. right? I put that sucker for three. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Because we got to get out there early. We've make got sh- some business to take care of. We have business. Yes. We, have to, we, have to, we have to swim. We have mm-hmm. to talk. Yes. We have to do all these things. Cornhole tournaments. We have cornhole tournaments, yes. right? And so I did not want to be, you know, I didn't want to be handcuffed for that. Sure. Yesterday, Miss Imer picks up her phone and she goes, oh, I didn't see that she had the fantasy draft on there. I said, it's been on there for about a month. Right. Been on there for about a month. So pro tip, when you find out that date, fantasy guys, you can even do it now. Sneak in to the kitchen. Put it in there now if it's no next this week. Absolutely. All right? But this draft is going to be special. I, yes. can, I can feel it. Yes. I can feel it. It's funny. They will try, and I speak so highly of our wives. They're fantastic. People. Amazing you women. Can't, you can't speak any more higher of these, of these wonderful individuals, but they will forget these important dates. I've said this date for the, dra- for the draft for at least, when it was our summer meeting, a month and a half ago. A month and a half ago, yeah. This is the date. It is locked. It is locked in stone. 
this weekend or a couple of days ago, Jennifer was like, so when's the draft? They're like, it's Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Like she didn't know. She knew. But anyway, we're cool. <laughs> Three o'clock, I'll be there too, sir. I know you will be. Yep. You know, the, the other thing is, is with your fantasy crowd, and this is just, I, I know that there's some fantasy people and some non-fantasy people. The one thing that you want to go into when you're, you're dealing with that fantasy day, because you have to like, you know, my Friday night's going to be chill. Yeah. It's going to be chill where, you know, I got a big, big day Saturday. Rest, yes. Right. But you got to know who your, who your people are. Because you know as well as I do, when we get in there from 3 to 10, 10 11, mm-hmm. we're all in it together. Yes. High fiving, yes. getting it done, yes. loving it, Supporting right? Bad other. pick, take a shot. Yes. You over there, you suck. You're the best. <laughs> I love you. You're going to be my wingman tonight. Yes. Can you give me some pizza? I'd like some wings. Right. We're all on each other's side, yes, right? Yes, no doubt. Right when that last pick goes down. Right? Yes. Right when that last pick goes in, there's the haves and the have-nots. That's right. Okay? You got the people that are going to stay up all night. They're going to maybe have a couple more beverages. They're probably going to play poker, but they're not going home. No. They're not going to home no, at sir. all. No, sir. Then you have the people that right when that last pick was made, their seat is spinning because <laughs> they just ran up the hill to get in their car. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And so the thing is, is we've been doing this a long time. You can't get mad at the guys that want to leave. Of course not. That's just what they do, and that's I understand. Right. Yes. Just embrace your role. That's right. And they'll embrace their role. Exactly. And then it's it's a happy meeting. But but live for those seven hours that you were together. Yes. Are you saying this because you know that you're going to be one of those chairs that are spinning around quickly right after the draft because you are going to be gone? There's three people that are are packing up their crap during the last round. Yes. That's not me. I'm not one of those people. That's right, because you do kind of linger. I linger. You linger, right? I know better than to get on the poker table, because that turns 11.30 leave into a 4.30 sleep in the dirt somewhere, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I will say, um, but no, I'm not rushing out of there, but I'm also, I know what you do. I know what you do, Chad. I know what you do. And so this is my word of advice to the fantasy people out there. Know your crowd. Well, well said, Mr. Imer. Thank you. Well said. Um, and I know our fantasy draft was coming up, and you know what we do to celebrate our biggest losers, you know, the people that don't win the championship, that don't make the playoffs, we call it the Jeremy Bracken in honor of my brother, who's never won the, uh, basically anything in fantasy football. <laughs> um, and so typically what the loser has to do is pick up the champion, who this year's champion was Tucker Hines. So you pick him up, you bring him to the draft, we celebrate the champion, all this fun stuff. But I wanted to see what other people did for the biggest losers of their draft. Right. So I found a few things. You've got your standards. They call it the tattoo, meaning you've got to get a tattoo. The loser has got to get a tattoo of the teams like, you know, Dave, ours is Davey drives a Hummer League somewhere on their body. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you, right? Um, the other one is the beer boy. That's the guy who finishes last. He's got to serve everybody beer at the draft and put the stickers up on the board and all that stuff. That's your typical standard Could you stuff. imagine how annoying that would be? Terrible. Terrible. Yes. This so this is what we're talking fantasy football loser punishment ideas, Hank. So you've got one. This is pretty hilarious. It's called the SAT. So the SAT is whoever the losing person is has to go register for the SAT. Oh my register for the gosh. SAT. They must participate in the SAT. And if they do not get a score of more than 750, let's say 800, 
they got to go take it again. No. Yes. So the SAT, do you think we could implement this to our league? No way. <laughs> I know it, but I would tell you that it would make people work much harder. Sure. Much sure. harder. Because yes. I'll tell you right now, I could care less what I score on the SAT. <laughs> But I sure as hell don't want to take it twice. No, and actually, there's probably some more humiliating things we can add to it. If you do fail, fail the SAT, what other things you have to do? So we can make that one fabulous. You know, that's a great idea. What if, what if you caught somebody that ended up having to take the SAT and you realized that you didn't see them? You didn't see them a couple nights during the week and they were taking an SAT prep course. <laughs> to <laughs> the get Princeton ready Review. For <laughs> You're 47 years old. You're taking the Princeton Review for the SAT. It's so great. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. Here's a couple other ones. So you got the NFL combine punishment. That's where you have to, uh, dr- you know what Tom Brady had to do? You know, you take your picture in your underwear and all that stuff. <laughs> so you have to go get a physical by the doctor, just like if you were participating in the NFL combine. You then get your picture taken in your underwear like Tom Brady did. Then you actually have to do the 40-yard dash. You do the cone drill. You do the standing. <laughs> I think and, that's fantastic. <laughs> how great would that be? So, And everybody else, we're taking, like, whoever the loser is, we're around to support them, cheer them, jeer them, whatever we want to do. But we're recording their times. You must beat this time or else, you know? We can add to that one. Can you bring in people to compete against him? Sure we can. We can do whatever we want to do for these loser punishments. The next thing, I think this was pretty good. This is called the Sports Illustrated Body Issue uh, Punishment. So, yes. So, Sports <laughs> Illustrated has a 12-month calendar that you would have to pose in all these di- different poses. Like, as we're looking out of the screen here, our fine producer, Moose, has put it up here. This gentleman has shown it. And you're naked in the body issue. You've seen the body issue for Sports Illustrated. He's holding a baseball bat in a very elegant position. <laughs> You've got to do it with a football, a tennis racket, a golf club, you know, a horse, a horse, if you like, if you're a horseback <laughs> rider. Equestrian. Equestrian, yes. An, an, arch, an archery, a javelin. Anyway, you make your own calendar. 12 months. That's the punishment. It's called the Sports Illustrated Body Issue Punishment Calendar. Or how about a SIA video? Do you know in... A, Make a music video. So have you seen, you know who Sia is? And she has the little girl with the blonde hair in all her videos. Yeah. You have to dress up like the little girl in the Sia videos and perform one of her videos. Have someone record it. You dress up like the little girl in the blonde hair. Very creative. My favorite, however, and this is brand new. A group of gentlemen in New York created the Waffle House. Waffle House yes. Restaurant Punishment. I have heard, heard about this. this. Golly. To the loser, the loser of the league has to sit in a Waffle House for 24 hours. Every hour, I'm sorry, for every waffle he consumes, however, it removes one hour from his term. So, you know, you eat eight waffles, you're down to 16 hours. Or you can go for it, just try to eat 20 waffles, maybe so you're only in there for four hours. 20 waffles without the syrup, one waffle was 410 calories. Can you imagine trying to get 20 waffles in the Waffle House waffles, those big ones? Forget about it. Waffle House Waffle House punishment, pretty creative. That is pretty creative. Yeah. And it's um, I, there's no way I'd do that. There's <laughs> the Waffle House one, like 20, the tattoo one. Yes. You know, there's definitely some in there. I'm not, we're going to go get different leagues if that's the case. But, you know, I have seen the eyebrow of yes, shame. Eyebrow you have to shame. shave one eyebrow. Right, right. I've seen it where they had to sit on a street corner and they've got, you know, a, I a suck sign. at fantasy football. I, yeah, I'm awful yes. at fantasy football. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen all those. So, you know, the punishment should be better because the problem with our punishment is 
you know, our punishment is you have to schedule a meeting in the summer or midway through the season if you're in last place. And then if you lose, you have to do the, the mid-summer meeting, which nobody does. They just pay the penalty. They pay the fine instead of doing the meeting. Yes. Right. And so we need to have something more specific because, like, if the penalty was something really bad, like, real bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, somebody gets to crash your car or something like that, then they would do it. Sure. So let's let's implement that. Okay, we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do. My Raleigh League, which oh, you see this open uh, mic uh, comedy. That's pretty funny. Read it real quick. Is there anything better than watching a friend make a complete fool of himself in front of a bunch of strangers and a few close friends? Certain things are funnier with friends, and the idea, the idea is hilarious for everybody. So what they're saying is, you have this person go to an open mic night <laughs> yes. and have their own stand up comedy, yes. which would be hilarious. Absolutely, hilarious. it would be comedy. Yes. That that now I'd be down for yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's funny. So I mean, you know, we can make some of some of this happen. My friends in Raleigh, we have our draft next week, so there are some personal bets that are placed between these two gentlemen all the time. So one time guy had to dress up like Daniel LaRusso. We were in Asheville. (laughs) I mean, the full gee had Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso's getting, he's coming in, you know, and we made an intro for him. He was doing a crank kick. Everybody was looking at us in this restaurant like, good Lord. Um, I'm the best. Yes. You're the best around. So anyway, we've had them dress up like all kinds of different stuff. So that's always fun just to humiliate someone, you know, makes it really, really special. So let's keep these things in mind and we okay. can bring them up at our draft this weekend. Perfect. Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, before we move on to the last couple of things that I wanted to talk about, Hank, anything happen for you the last two weekends? Y'all were around town. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've been traveling quite a bit. So yeah. we've been around and my sister came in town. Like I said, the one thing that I wanted to say is over the last week, you know, Kids, when they get into something, they, they have a tendency to stay on it. And they, you know, once you start skateboarding, that's what you love for two weeks. And then once you start riding your bike, that's what you love and everything. So I came home the other day, and my son and two other little boys in the neighborhood were in the middle of the street, and they had water bottles, and they were throwing them in the air, and they were making an explosion in the air that sounded like like a gun was being fired. What? And so I pull in. I was like, what are y'all doing? And Harris was like, Dad, we saw this on the internet. And so we did it. And of course, my wife, you know, she's like, all for it. Let's do it. And so they're putting <laughs> vinegar, like maybe, you know, a quarter of the bottle full of vinegar or, yeah, red wine vinegar. And then they take baking soda and they put it in saran wrap and they wrap it up. And it looks like uh, extracurricular sure. activity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a baggie and they put that in there so it won't get in the vinegar and then they put the top on and you shake it and it releases it from the cellophane. Got it. Creating a chemical reaction and a huge explosion. And what it does is it blows out the bottom of the, the water bottle, the water bottle yeah. and it's thin. So I was like, okay, this is kind of fun until I see our neighbor do it and it explodes in his hand. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Is it a big explosion like... Like, what would you compare it to? Um, I mean, it's loud. Yeah. It's like a ball. It's like somebody running over a basketball. I mean, it's loud. Wow. Um, but I could just imagine our neighbor running back up to the house with three fingers on his hand, looking sure. like Pierre Paul, <laughs> and, and you know, me trying to explain it. So yeah. we had this uh, explosive <laughs> demonstration in our front driveway where neighbors came out and everything else. And I had to um, quickly realize how dumb these little boys are because they went from, hey, these water bottles are very flimsy, right? Why don't we do a Gatorade bottle? 
We'll put more in there. Yeah. We'll put more in there. And so all of a sudden, you know, I could see him graduating to a bucket sure. and then throwing that thing. So um, Two liters. It, sky's it, the limit. The sky's the limit. So I just thought it was interesting to, uh, you know, just to come home to that. So nothing, we didn't have any vacations or anything like that. Just a little bit of, a, uh, you know, learning on the streets. The explosive uh, demonstrations. That's yeah. very, very fun. Yeah. Well, Hank, I'm going to move us real quick because we've been here for about an hour already. And it's been a great podcast, by the way. Um, I do, before we move on, I wanted to say thank you to our Olympic correspondent, Will Roland, who was with us last week. And by the way, basically nailed all the things that he said were going to happen. U.S. men's basketball gold. He didn't have to go too far out on a limb for that one, but he did get that one. Um, I think maybe he predicted women's volleyball as well. So anyway, Will, congratulations. We'll bring him back in four more years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a Winter Olympics guy. <laughs> no, exactly. No, he's definitely not. Four more years when the breakdancing competition is a part of the Olympics and such. We'll bring him back. And Sounds good. We'll get his take. Um, but we had a, a segment last time, Hank, that was called Man vs. Beast, where we talked about would you rather fight this or that. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Huge success. I mean, all the in the Twitterverse, people talking about this um, segment of our podcast throughout the last two weeks. So I thought we'd bring it back a little bit. Okay. So, Hank, are you ready for Man vs. Beast? Let's do it. Would you rather fight 100 house cat-sized lions or one lion-sized house cat. <laughs> okay? See what? 100 house cat-sized lions, little lions, or one... Are they as aggressive as real lions? Yes. We'll call them baby lions. So they're like well, baby lions. If they're baby lions, that's different. Like, I'm talking about, like, are they, like, dwarf lions? Let's like say they're dwarf adult, lions. Adult, adult small lions, lions. Small lions. Okay. Compared to one lion-sized house cat. Okay, I think that I've... 100 cats... From that are have the attitude of a real, you know, lion. lion. I, I think you're going to have a hard time with. You might get through 10, 12, but your leg will get really. It'll get really sore from kicking them yeah. across the room. Yes. So I think I might be able to, you know, slowly walk up on the house cat, scratch underneath his chin, Brilliant. get him to lay down, yes. and then pet him. Yes. Give them some milk. Right. You know, what What a cat's like. Give right. them some catnip. Rub their eyes like their mom did. Yes. And I think I could be able to handle a cat. Those hundred little, the hundred little lions. You don't know what you're getting with you, those You guys. have zero ideas. Yeah. Little bites. Little bites. And little bites add up. And they add yes. up. Yes. Very good. I, I feel the same. Next one. Man versus beast. 1,000 rat-sized tigers. Or 100 tiger-sized rats? Oh, I'd take the small tigers any day. I'd be a stomping machine. I'd be, I mean, seriously. And what's with the numbers thing here? Can we, I mean, that's the other thing that you, you're, you're starting to get. Can we not do 1v1? No, we cannot. Because one rat-sized tiger, I mean, you're going to smush that thing in no time. And one tiger-sized rat, you know, that's easy. It's easy. You need multiples. That's what makes this challenge okay. tough. Well, okay? I'm going after the mini tigers yeah. because I do think I could crush three per I just I, I wouldn't even kick. I'd just start jumping. Yes. Just jumping. Jump, just jump, landing jump. on top. I might even land on my back. Just yeah. squish, squish as many squish, as squish, I could yeah. all at once. Very good, very good. And last but not least, I like this one a lot versus Man versus Beast. Would you rather fight the tallest guy in the world or one hundred third graders? So you've got the tallest, biggest dude in the world, or you've got 100 third graders coming at you with their lunch boxes and Capri Suns and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. 
So Bernie <laughs> <laughs> brought up a great picture. Um, I uh, I'd still go with the third graders because <laughs> that tallest, biggest guy in the world is probably going to crush you. Well, like I mean, a jelly bean. he probably wouldn't because he's probably goofy. You hit him one time and the knee goes down, yeah. but it'd be fun to beat up some third graders. <laughs> I mean, like if you had no problem, like they were probably like let's say that these kids. These kids really did some bad stuff. Yeah. Like they were bad ki- kids. They're bad kids. like, I'm talking like child display stuff, you know, like really bad kids. Yeah. And nobody cared if they got hurt. Nobody. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cared if they got hurt. Oh, right. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I <laughs> see even this guy. That, so our producer, what he's showing us is he's got the tallest guy in the world. He doesn't look very nimble. No. Okay. So that I, that's, that's the easy road. Good point. That's the easy yeah. road. Okay. You hit that. You hit his cane because he has cane. a cane. He's going down. He's going down. He's going down. You hit one of those knees. Yeah. But I think it would be fun. To just hammer some third graders in the face. I don't know what it is, but you tick me off, and that might be the the one I want to go with. Uh, How about you? Pretty funny. I, I I like it. I've always wanted to hit a third grader right in the nose. So yes. But I'm talking about a bad, <laughs> a bad third, one, like a really bad and one. Please, we're just kidding. So don't anybody get angry with us. We are not child abusers. It's just a funny concept, right? <laughs> funny, funny concept. Oh well, Hank. Well, that does it for Man vs. Beast. That's well hard done. to believe. That's well done, sir. No porcupines, no platypus today. So we'll okay. just, we'll keep it with that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here today? Well, I was I was thinking about this when I was driving over here, and people, you know, we both love music, yeah. right? Both love music, and I think you know it's a big part of our days. Whether it's when we wake up, we listen to music, or in our car, in a boat, or on the dock, or tubing down a river, or whatever. But you know, sometimes you get caught in these like circles of music that you listen to and like Tedeschi trucks you might have been listening to more Tedeschi trucks over the last few weeks because you knew you were going to concert right. and then now because you fell in love with them again and so but you know some people listen to this music in their car and that's what I do right I don't listen to podcasts because I my trips aren't as long as yours you know you're on an hour away an hour and a half away to ours so you that entertainment my I'm 15 minutes 10 minutes five minutes and so I listen to a lot of you music, a lot of music in my car, and I listen to a lot of XM radio. Mm-hmm. And instead of listening, and I do listen to some channels that are, you know, that are like lithium and stuff like that have old music. Yacht rock. Yacht rock. Yep. But I listen to a lot of new stuff, and I always graduate uh, gravitate towards R and B. And so I was telling you just before this, you would not believe the amount of great girls R and B right now that's going on. Names, like, you know her, we established mm-hmm. it, you know her, but there's 10 other girls that are just amazing R&B that I've listened to over the last year, and I was like, you know what's funny is, like, there's all this great new music, and I know you're a music lover, I know you love R&B, but you never bump into that. I do not know any new music, and it's a shame, you know? I wish I did. You listed maybe four or five women R&B, um, I mean, superstars. They're putting out fantastic music. I have never heard their name, Hank. Yeah, you haven't heard of one of them. Not one of them. Right. So, which proves to me I need to start paying attention to new music because I, I get stuck in my world where it's the things that I know. And maybe Andy Roney will introduce me to something new or my friend Brian and Riley will say, check this one out. But, you know, I'll listen to it one time and that'll, psh, it's gone. Right. I need to get focused again on loving music the new music right and that's why i the reason that i brought that up is i think that we're all kind of like there's all this music to choose from and we get caught in these 
we want to, you know, the Lionel Richie, the stuff that we love, the yeah. stuff we want to listen to all the time. And there's all this good music. And uh, I feel like you're missing out on it. That's So if you don't mind, share with me and the audience. Give me three or four of these new women R&B uh, artists and let me check them out. Go ahead and tell our audience a few of them. Well, her is probably yes. the most well-known. She's getting kind of like awarded and she's starting to play like the Super Bowl and yep, stuff like that. Her. And And most people would not, though, because of that. True. Amazing. There's a girl named Ella May. Ella May. All right. Okay. Check her out. Summer Walker. Summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Summer. Mm-hmm. And let's go with just uh, that Jenna Ayuko. Okay. A-I-K-O, I think. Okay. Okay. All of them. I want you to listen to them. Yep. Come back to me with a little, this is a little book report. Got it. Got it? Got it. I want you to have like an interpretation of your music because I trust your taste in music. Sure. Thank you. Right? Because, you know, Aretha Franklin's Respect movie came out Friday and it, you talk about women's R&B. Well, that's the queen. That's the queen of soul. So definitely check that out. And I'll check out this new music as well. And uh, I will report back to you. Okay. Are we going to go see Godzilla soon? <laughs> I just got to put it on my calendar. Yeah, put on your calendar. I got to put it on Reagan's calendar because yes. she knows that I'm going there. We could probably just stream it now if you want to. It's probably on HBO or video on demand right now. It's hey, certainly not in a theater. Yeah, it's not in a theater. Speaking of theater, we get out of here. So I took my girls last Friday. It was so hot. It was like 99 degrees. We went to the Carolina, which is back open full time. and went to go see Cruella, right? Cruella. And didn't really expect much. I'd heard from a couple people it was a good movie. It's a Disney movie. It's like, you know, how are they going to do this movie? Dude, I loved it. So Emma Stone is Cruella, and I love Emma Stone. She knocks it out of the park. I will give it the rarest of rare by Chad East. Four stars, Hank. Four stars. It was that good. Hmm. Cool fashion against great, great performances. A good story. The music, the soundtrack in Cruella, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really? So it's at the $3 movie, Carolina, cheap popcorn. Listen to this. Popcorn for all of us, candy for all of us, three ices, three tickets, $24. Was there anybody in the... uh... Three people. We went 4 o'clock Friday matinee. Three people and us. Air-conditioned, very cool, big screen, good sound. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. They also have A Quiet Place 2 at the Carolina. Just started last week. Check it out. Is that the one where they had to be quiet because people would hear them? Shh. Okay. Shh. I don't like the way you're looking at me, Chad. <laughs> There's aliens. You know, this that's this about aliens are here and they respond to sound. So shh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Seven ten. That was the weirdest thing we've ever had happen that was on this pretty show. Pretty strange. Pretty <laughs> strange. Well, anyway, big fan listeners, thanks again. What a great, great podcast. Glad to be back with you. We'll check you out in two weeks. And Hank, draft Saturday. Can't wait. Who's gonna be the champ this year? I don't well, it's not gonna be you for sure. Of course. Um, you have what, two, three? What do you have? Three rings. Okay, three I have rings. two rings. There's yes. a lot of losers in our bunch Tons that don't have any. Yes. Uh, what pick are you? I'm number three. Number three. Who do yes. you think you're gonna get? I think it's gonna go Christian McCaffrey one, Dalvin Cook two, and at three, you because you're two. I'm two. Yeah, you're Dalvin. Are you Dalvin Cook still? I'm leaning Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. That's kind of where I'm gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's that's all they are. They are. They say Kamara, you know. Yeah, I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to leave too, though. I think he's going <laughs> safely. At I two. think he's. That's the only good thing about picking early. So yeah, you. Uh, I'm sure you're going to do great. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait, Hank. I can't either. All I can't right. wait to hear you on the mic. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll look forward to talking with you in two weeks. Thank you to the mesh. Thank you to the big fan listeners. Peace. Oh,
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.